are picking up again uh, at the bottom of Yudchet Amur Bet 18b, uh, carrying on with uh, our discussions about what you are allowed uh, to do uh, with non-Jews. We just finished uh, saying that uh, you would be allowed to load something up on a non-Jew. There was a machloket, uh, you know, whether he has to get all the way to his house, that was Beit Shammah, whether he has to get uh, just out of your house, uh, that was Beit Hillel, as explained by Rabbi Akiva. So we had that discussion. Uh, similarly, Tanarabanan, Beit Shamaonrim, Loim Kor, Adam Chimsor, Lagoy Ella, Imkain, Yudaya, Im Sheikhle, Korema Pesach. Uh, so the rabbi said that uh, Beit Shammah's opinion, you're not allowed to sell chumetz to a, pay, uh, to a non-Jew, uh, you know, close to Pesach until uh, you're sure that this, the, the, even the non-Jew is going to finish it on Pesach. Uh, oh, sorry, before Pesach. And that's the, uh, you know, in, in terms of that, you have to, you know, the idea of chumetz is not just to get rid of it uh, from your position. It actually has to be almost like gone from the world, almost. And then that's the, 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 the kind of extreme view uh, of Beit Shammah. There can't be, you know, chomets uh, anywhere. So it's not like so easy to just uh, sell chomets to a, a, a non-Jew, even though it's a 100% sale. It's not like the sale that we sell uh, to, a, uh, you know, when we sell our chomets, uh, it is uh, it's something that you are going to buy back after Pesach. He's talking, uh, even if you sell him, you know, uh, a, f- a few days before Pesach, you have to make sure that he is going to finish the Chomotz on Pesach. Quite an extreme view, one that we're not uh, familiar with. Uh, and, uh, and you know, something that we're much more familiar with is Beit Hillel Omrim. He says, calls man, uh, and any time he says that you are allowed, uh, any time that you are allowed to get benefit from it and eat it, uh, uh, then you are still allowed to sell it to a non-Jew. What he does with it afterwards is his business uh, and and that is obviously something that we're much more familiar with uh, in terms of our experience okay uh, and uh, you know uh, and and and, uh, and that's it so all right um uh, rabbi hood on that rabbi Huda comes along with an interesting view over here he says uh, that kutach uh, habavli Babylonian kutach, it's a kind of dip uh, that they used to make from like old pieces of bread and uh, it's like a milky dip uh, with, you know, uh, like uh, like the whey of milk and water and salts, it's, you know, it's a kind of, uh, was a bit moldy and off, you know, they used to use it as a dip. Uh, it says, uh, in any, actually, all types of kutach, uh, never, you know, all types of these uh, spicy dips. He says, really, what is the, the time period uh, for that? He's like following Beit Shammah's uh, view over here. He says, this is, and it might not even just be that this kind of kutach is going to last uh, for 30 days. He really means the whole concept of, uh, of, of having stuff around 30 days before Pesach. Uh, 30 days before Pesach is where we start thinking and dashing about uh, the, you know, what's, what's going to happen on Pesach, uh, etc. We start learning the laws of Pesach. So that one kind of uh, 30 days is a, a kind of an important number when you do it. We also talk about a sukkah uh, at the time of Sukkot. We say uh, 30 days uh, before a uh, before Sukkot. If you build a sukkah, it's called a sukkah yushayna. Uh, if it's more than 30 days before, which is, if it's within 30 days, you say that you're already thinking about sukkah and it must be a sukkah built for the holiday. Okay, something, you know, in terms of 30 days before the Chag, uh, we, uh, you know, Shorlenu Dorshin, it says you ask a bit questions about the Chag. So maybe that's, there's probably got something to do with that. All right. 
Uh, next topic, similar kind of ideas. Tanarbana, not ni mazonot. Lifnei kelev, you can put uh, uh, food in front of a dog, bechatzer, uh, in, in, in a yard, uh, and you're not worried of a natlo, we would say, even though the dog uh, is going to pick it up and take it outside, uh, he's not, you know, uh, you know worried. That even if he, if he picks it up and takes it outside, it's not your problem. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, you gave it to the dog. He could have eaten where it was. Uh, you're not interested in the dog taking it outside, the dog takes it outside. It's not that you have to uh, make him rest. Uh, you don't, you don't, it's not, uh, not your responsibility to do that. Kyotsebo, a similar idea. Not nimmas or not. You can give uh, food to a non Jew, in your chatzer, if he picks it up and leaves, you don't have to get involved with that. You don't have to worry. Surely it's the same case. Why do you need the second case? Uh, you know, why do you need this extra one? Surely it's the same, uh, exactly the same case. What could you have thought? Um, hi, uh, Rami Alei. Vahai, Lor Rami Alei. The dog, it's, uh, you know, he, he doesn't have any other means of support. Uh, and, and therefore, you have to feed uh, the dog. Uh, you know, they, he, they didn't bark when you came out of Mitzrayim, so they get reward now that you should feed them uh, still. Uh, and, and therefore, uh, you, you know, you, you, you have an obligation to feed him, as opposed to the non-Jew. Uh, you don't have to feed the non-Jew. And you might think the, the issue uh, would extend to the fact that uh, uh, if you don't have to give the non-Jew food, or maybe you shouldn't, because then he'll carry it out, and it might be looking like he's your shaliach or something like that. And we say, no, Kamash Malan, uh, you might think that that is not allowed. Uh, Kamash Malan, it is allowed to uh, give a non-Jew food, and if he carries it out, his problem, not yours. Okay, Tanar Abanan. Again, lo yaskir adam kelav l'goyv Erev Shabbat. You're not allowed to uh, lend or rent out your, your vessels to a non-Jew on Erev Shabbat. Uh, mutar. Uh, the the issue is is that it looks like you are giving it to him uh, and uh, you you you're getting money uh, for it really and you're renting it out for the purpose of uh, probably would be skar shabbat uh, and uh, you know you you you're getting income uh, from it on shabbat uh, and and therefore if it's right close to shabbat then you're not allowed to do such a thing however on the fourth or the fifth i wednesday or thursday uh, you would be allowed to uh, you know enter into this commercial transaction with him even if he does uh, you know use these things on shabbat okay kyotsebo ein mashalkin igorot biad goib erev shabbat you also not allowed to send a letter uh, with a non jew on erev shabbat berivi berivi mutar on the 4th or the 5th i wednesday or thursday you would be allowed to do it amra lava rabbi yosi akoin amri la rabbi yosi hachasid other Rabbi Yossi Akoin or Rabbi Yossi Achasid, uh, they said about him, Shalom uh, Nimtza, Katav Yad, Biad Goy, Me'alam. He never used to uh, send uh, letters uh, at all with non Jewish people. Why? Because he was worried that uh, they, they would end up uh, carrying them on Shabbat. He would never want to violate this, uh, this law, and therefore he would never send it because you don't know when, when he's going to uh, take it. And therefore he might be uh, violating Shabbat and almost is. Uh, could be, as we said uh, as well, that he could be your shaliach uh, for, for doing such a thing. 
Now we have a brata uh, that, uh, that that seems to uh, contradict us somewhat, or give different rules. Uh, you're not allowed to send a letter with a non-Jew uh, on a Friday on erev Shabbat, uh, except if you have uh, for a fixed sum of money. Okay, and and therefore, uh, you know, if you giving him money for the job, you're not giving him money uh, specifically uh, uh, to say, listen, I want this done on Shabbat itself. You say, listen, I'm paying you money. You do the job whenever you want to do the job. If it suits you to do it on Shabbat, go ahead, do it on Shabbat. But that's your cheshbon and not mine. Okay, so you've set a price for him, and that's that. But Shamarim, today she agia leveto. Uh, Beit Shammah says no he has to have enough uh, time to reach his house very similar to what we saw uh, at the end of yesterday's daf uh, and Beit Hillel uh, says no he has to go all the way uh, to not necessarily his house in the middle of the town but he's got to get to uh, the first house in the town uh, that he could drop the letter off so if he dropped the letter off uh, over there and then he can walk to his house he doesn't have to be you're not making him carry something on Shabbat uh, in terms of, of this town. Okay. That is, uh, that's that. Uh, but it says, uh, but you know, we, that contradicts the first part of the brata, uh, which said that, uh, you know, if you fixed a sum of money for him, uh, if you gave him a sum of money, uh, what's the difference if he carries it on Shabbat or not? Uh, because as we said, he's doing uh, what suits him, as long you know, it's not your problem. No, this is what it means to say. So Rav Shoshit tries to to say as follows. He says, listen, if you never set a price uh, for it, you send the letter with him, uh, you have to give him enough time to make sure that he gets all the way uh, to the the city in which a letter is meant to be delivered. Uh, You know, Beit Shammah says he has to go all the way to his house uh, and Beit Hillel says no, uh, he just has to get to the first house in the city. Uh, The first uh, part of the brata, we can't just answer that so uh, easily because the first part of the brata says you're not allowed to send it. You're not allowed to send it. it means categorically not allowed to send it. Uh, it says uh, you know it doesn't say whether you set a price, not set a price. You know you said it. It says um, you know it, unless you set a price. Sorry, uh, unless you set a price. That was the implication. So law kasha had door bamata had law kvia by door bamata. The answer is you know it's. Uh, whether you are allowed to give a, a letter to a, a, a non-Jew on Erev Shabbat is where uh, the house of the Beidwara, which we often we talk about a, a, a post office, uh, the original post office that used to go to uh, an important uh, person in the town, uh, and uh, and therefore he was you know if he was in the city, uh, then you could you know drop it off at him, and then everyone would go to him to get the mail collected, uh, and uh, you know if it's uh, if if that kind of person's not in town. Uh, then it means you have to sep, uh, uh, you know, get him uh, set a fixed price uh, for this non-Jew uh, uh, as part of that. All right. Uh, another uh, topic uh, is uh, the following. Tanner Bannon. Ein mafligin besvina pachot mishlosha yamim korem leShabbat. You're not allowed to get on a ship uh, three days uh, before Shabbat. Okay, and uh, and really, what there's a number of uh, opinions uh, over here as to why. Um, 
you might uh, think there's a problem. Tosfot says because it could lead you to swimming, uh, etc. Uh, you know, he says it might cause you to swim. Uh, you know, um, run the run says because you might violate the laws of of the tchum, uh, etc. There are other places that you know that like uh, you making the non-Jew work for you uh, on Shabbat if you get there close. Uh, if you're getting you know close, he's got the non-Jew has got no option but to work on Shabbat for you, uh, and therefore you know th- those are some of the reasons uh, you know for for that. Okay, um, and but uh, remember when we say uh, such a thing, That's only if you're going on a cruise, uh, a pleasure cruise uh, for your own benefit. mitzvah. If you're going there for a mitzvah purpose, shapi dami, then you can get on uh, even very close to Shabbat. Uh, however what you have to do uh, even in that instance uh, you have to say to the non-Jewish captain uh, you know that uh, I, I need you to rest on Shabbat and even if you, he knows uh, that you, you know, if you know as well and he knows uh, that he's got no intention of resting on Shabbat at least you make an effort and try and say listen I prefer that you just you know dock off for, for the whole of Shabbat so I'm not moving on Shabbat and that's different Rebbe, that's what uh, Rebbe says. Rabbi Shumim Gamliel, no, you don't even have to do it. Uh, the, the reason uh, for, for Rabbi Shumim, he says, listen, the guys are going to listen, so there's no point in even saying such a thing. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I would think that he thinks is that you know, once it's pointless, uh, then you know, don't even bother saying it. Um, it says, uh, and Mitzor let's sit on. He says, if you're going on a, a, a short little journey, like from. Uh, Tzor, Tyre to Sidon, uh, which is a very uh, short journey. Afrilu Be'erev Shabbat, Mutar, that is, uh, you know, you'd also be allowed to go on that thing. There is another uh, understanding, you know, in terms uh, of this, uh, is that you're going to get sick, uh, you're going to feel sick, uh, you know, get seasick, and, uh, you know, within... Uh, within three days you would have already adjusted to the movement of the water that's why you can't get on too close to Shabbat because it's going to mess up your Onik Shabbat so all different reasons uh, why you you know sailing uh, too close to Shabbat and boarding the ship uh, you know too close to Shabbat wouldn't be allowed all right a similar kind of concept Tanarabanan and Tsarin al-Ariot Shagoyim pachot mishushayimim kodem le Shabbat you can't uh, you know lay siege to uh, non-Jewish uh, uh, towns uh, more than three days before Shabbat. Also, uh, you know, the idea is also, you know, you're going to come to uh, desecrate Shabbat and it's going to mess up your Onyx Shabbat, maybe, you know, that, that type of uh, thing. So, you know, give them a chance. Maybe they'll... they'll uh, um, Surrender before Shabbat. Uh, however, if you have, uh, you know, started the siege, and Mavsikin, you don't give them a break uh, in terms of it. You carry on uh, with with the siege. Otherwise, they, you know, they'll they'll, uh, you know, have, be victorious against you. Ad uh, The pasuk says about that you have to you have to you know keep uh, on at the city and keep it besieged until it falls uh, and. Uh, and, and once it falls, you know, even on Shabbat, uh, it says, 
days, you know, and and, and you have to carry on uh, with it on Shabbat. Okay, I'm Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel. Now again, how you? Uh, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says, listen, what uh, what we used to do was give our clothes in uh, three days before Shabbat. We wouldn't give it in too close to Shabbat. Tanya, I'm Rabbi Sadok. Uh, Rabbi Tzadok says, "Kachia minago shall beit Raman Gamliel shall you not need clay lavan lukavish l'shayimim kodem Shabbat." He used to only give white. He used to give his white clothes to the laundry uh, three days before Shabbat. But to win a filiberi of Shabbat, however, if they were coloured, uh, which are much easier to watch to get some, wash, uh, something that is white obviously requires a lot more intensive labour to get it sparkling white again coloured clothes, uh, you know, are able, uh, you don't have to have such an intense washing to get them uh, clean again. So you could even give those Erev Shabbat. And from this we learn uh, the fact that he gave in one, uh, three days before Shabbat and the second one uh, only uh, on um, uh, you know, Erev Shabbat means that it's uh, uh, white ones are more difficult uh, to clean than coloured ones. Okay, and that leads on to the following story. Katra. Okay, Abaya gave this uh, coloured clothing uh, to uh, the, the laundra. Amalei, Kama by Ilave. How much is it going to cost, uh, do you know, uh, for, for such a garment? I'm alone. No, Kivara. You say the coloured one is the same as the white one. Uh, you know, I want to, I'll charge you the same amount. I'm Kivara No, the rabbi's got ahead of you. In other words, don't try to trick me. Uh, you know, I know the rabbi's already taught me. I'm a rabbi. I'm uh, you know, the rabbis really came ahead of you. I know uh, from what we just learned uh, that it's easier uh, to clean coloured clothing, therefore cheaper to clean coloured clothing. Don't try to charge me the white clothing's price uh, if you know for coloured clothing. And that's it. All right. And Amabai Abai says also about this topic. Hi, man diav mana la katra uh, if you give a uh, clothing to someone who washes, washes it, you have to, you know, um, you have to give it to him uh, with, with uh, you know, Vanishko uh, Mina, you know, and uh, you have to, you have to check it, you know, native lay, you know, um, Bemishka um, native lay, you have to give it to him with measurement, and Bemishka, when you take it from him, Nishko Bumine, you have to measure it, uh, uh, you know, from him. You don't have to measure it both giving it and taking it from him. Uh, if it is bigger, uh, it means Afsade, uh, you know, then he's, uh, he's caused a loss because it says uh, Demit Chai, you know, if, if he's stretched it out. If it is shorter, Afsada, uh, the Kavate, uh, he's uh, he shrunk it. Either he stretched it or he shrunk it. So therefore, has to be the same measure on both things. All right. The shaman elu tuanim. Right, and uh, and and this is this next part uh, of the quote from the Mishnah uh, that Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel agree uh, that you can uh, load uh, these uh, the beam of the olim press and uh, and a wine press uh, on on these things. It's like a, a big thick beam uh, which kind of uh, is on a, uh, a wooden uh, thing which you put on top uh, around a big circular thing that you put on top and it will just uh, squeeze gently squeeze the olives or the grapes and uh, the, the juice uh, will get uh, squeezed 
lifted out of them uh, on Shabbat. So as long as you put that in place uh, before Shabbat, uh, you know, and, and then it can continue on Shabbat. So the Gemara asks uh, the obvious question, uh, you know, Ma'ashna, Kula de Gazru Bay Behu Beit Shammah. Before Beit Shammah says, listen, your Kalim can't do work uh, for you on Shabbat. Uh, so what's the difference over here? Ma'ashna Kurot de Beit Abad Vigula Beit Hagat de Lo Gazru. All those other cases we had before in terms of. Um, you know, uh, that, that uh, Bechama says your kalim are not allowed to work on, uh, on, on Shabbos. Here he says that, uh, you know, uh, what's different about all of this, where he says uh, you, they, they can work on Shabbat. Remember, we had all of those uh, uh, things in the, in the Mishnah right at the bottom of Daf, uh, uh, you know, Yud, Yud Zayn, Red 17b, uh, you know, all of those, the, the, the stuff in the vat and the flax in the oven uh, and, and the traps on the animal, all of those things, he, he Rabbi Shammah said you're not allowed to do it. Here he seems to be allowing your, your kalim to do work. Uh, it says, you know, the Gemara answers, Hanach, Di'avid Leibah Shabbat, Mechaev Chatat. All of those other cases, uh, it says, if you, you know, if you did on purpose on Shabbat, you'd be liable for chatat offering, because as we said, it's tovaya or libun or whatever we said, it was coloring or whitening, uh, all of those uh, malochos over here. Gazru bahu beit So he says there was a gazara, the decreed against them, Erev Shabbatim Chashaycha, on close to Shabbat, close to nightfall on Shabbat. Korot beit Abad, Vigulay beit Agat, Di Avid Luba Shabbat, Lav Machayev Chatat, Lo Gazru. In the case of the beams of olive press, uh, you know, and, and the wine press, uh, if you, you're not allowed, you wouldn't have to bring a sin offering. You're not allowed, uh, you know. He, he says you, it's only a rabbinical issue. Uh, you know, wouldn't be, you wouldn't have to bring a chatat. Uh, and he said you're not, uh, you know, there is no decree in terms of that. Okay, so let's have a have a look at uh, this. Mantana uh, you know, daati mimela shapidami. Who is the Tana that says, listen, if something happens, be Mela, on its own, really, uh, without, uh, without human involvement, uh, is allowed. Uh, Rav Yossi Bar Chinina, he says, Rabbi Shmel, he, uh, this is Rabbi Shmel, did none. As we learned in the Mishnah uh, in Adiot, uh, he says, Hashum Baboser Melilot. Right, uh, you know, in terms of garlic, uh, grapes, and stalks of wheat, uh, that you crushed while it was uh, still uh, daytime. Rabbi uh, you can finish it after it gets dark uh, because you just put it in this, you know, under the weight and the stuff uh, squeezes out, you know, exudes from it uh, by itself. Okay, Rabbi uh, Akiva, Omer, Rabbi Akiva says about that, uh, he says, you're not allowed uh, to do it. Rabbi Elazar, Amar, Rabbi Elazar, he. And Rabbi Elazar says uh, that it's Rabbi Elazar, uh, there's Rabbi Elazar. So it's a bit of a strange statement so really it's Rabbi Lazar ben Padat uh, the Amora uh, saying that our Mishnah goes like Rabbi Lazar ben Shamua uh, the Tana okay so uh, that, that's what he says it, it goes like him who is this Rabbi Lazar that he's quoting Ditan Chalot Dvash honeycombs that were crushed on Erev uh, Shabbat Vyatsu Matzman and uh, you put them and they're, they're busy being crushed and out comes the honey Asur Rabbi Lazar Matir you know in terms of uh, of this 
uh, you know, this, uh, these uh, uh, honeycombs, uh, it says if you crush them on Erev Shabbat and honey comes out on its own, uh, then it is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to eat the honey. Rebbe Lazar, I mean, you're not allowed to eat the honey. That's a Tanakhama's opinion. Rebbe Lazar says you are allowed to eat uh, the honey. Okay, so we see that uh, it is either, as we said, uh, it is either uh, Rabbi uh, Yishmael, okay, or Rabbi Elazar. All right, so now, uh, so now the, the, the following, is, we've got two different uh, views as to who it would be or who would permit it. So now, Rabbi Yossi Barchanina, my timer, Luamar Karebi Elazar. So Rabbi Yossi Barchanina, who said it goes like Rabbi Yishmael, uh, he says, why doesn't he say the opinion of the, the same as Rabbi Elazar? Uh, he says, Amalach Hatam Hu Dimikara Ochel Vodosof Ochel. In terms of, uh, you you know the 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 honey in the honeycomb he says was was uh, food to start and food to finish uh, you know it was ochel and then it became ochel meikara and ochel basof right sof ochel hacha however meikara ochel vahashtamashke he says uh, you know there's uh, you know it, it's um, in the case of the, uh, the 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 grapes for example those uh, unripe grapes uh, he says uh, there is uh, they were they were food and then they became liquid. Okay, he says that is the uh, idea over there, and that's why he, he, his uh, case he says is more novel. Uh, Rabbi Lazar, Amalach, Rabbi Lazar, uh, sorry, would would say uh, about that. Hi, Shmin and Leil, Rabbi Lazar, Dafilu Zaitim, Vanavim Nami Shari. He would say that uh, that that uh, uh, olives and grapes uh, are allowed as well. It's not just honey. Uh, you know, the high Kiata Rav. Because Rav Hoshaya uh, from Nahada came, he says, Atta, and he brought the following uh, brata with him. Uh, what is that? Uh, it says, uh, If you if you did this uh, crushed, if you crushed these olives and grapes uh, from Erev Shabbat and, and they come out uh, and the juice comes out of its own osrin, uh, that is Asur. However, uh, Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon, so there we see Rebbe Lazar, uh, Rebbe Shimon, Matirin. They say it is allowed. So he says not only honey, but also grapes, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the juice of grapes and the juice of the olives would be fine as well. Rabbi Yossi Barchanina, Brata, Lo And we just reverse and we say, listen, Rabbi Yossi Barchanina, he said he just didn't know that Brata. And that's why, you know, he was insistent on his view. Uh, but, you know, if he had known it, maybe it would have changed his mind. In any case, that understands uh, that goes the one way. Uh, now the opposite uh, question arises. Rabbi Lazar, my time, Aloha, Mark, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Kinnina. However, why did Rabbi Lazar, uh, d- you know, who talk- only spoke about honey, uh, didn't quote uh, the case of the olives and the grapes uh, that, that we that we had uh, before? Uh, in this case, it was just uh, garlic and grapes and wheat, uh, etc. Why didn't he say that? Amalach, uh, he says. Lavit Marada, wasn't it said about that? Amarabba Bar Khanina, Amarabi Yochanan, that Rabbi Bar Khanina said the name of Rabbi Yochanan. It says, Mukhusran Dikha. 
right? Uh, we're talking here that it hasn't, uh, there's no grinding. Uh, the, the, no one, everyone says that, uh, you know, that, that you're not allowed to uh, put them in, you know, put them uh, and, and, and crush them that way uh, because that, that it, it's a more severe form of doing it. He says, uh, what are they arguing about? Okay, uh, all that they you need is uh, is um, uh, sekika. Okay, uh, it's like uh, all they need is a lesser thing of sekika. Hakinami chemusran dika damu. He says that you know because they you know in in terms of this they they they're lacking grinding. Okay, so. Um, um, and, uh, and we just let's finish off this before we uh, finish uh, uh, you know the, understand this a bit more just finish off what Rabbi Yossi Rav Kinnina Rabbi Shmael Rabbi Yossi Barakinina said you know he held like Rabbi Shmael right so what are we talking about here uh, th- there are three stages in this uh, crushing of something one is called Risuk uh, which we had you know in terms of the we, we just we used that that word Risuk uh, earlier uh, in, in the thing where you know, uh, we I just quoted Zaytim Vanavim Shiris Khan. Okay, that was Risuk Erev uh, Shabbat. You know, that's the uh, that's the first level where you just kind of uh, you know the, the first uh, crushing, and then uh, we have Dicha. Okay, the Medicha uh, is as we saw. You know, Mechusran uh, Dicha. Right, which is the the Korean here translates it as as, as pounding. Uh, it says, uh, and then we have the skita. Uh, the skita is the final thing where you actually squeeze it out uh, as, as well. You know that's it. So, so really, uh, we have these three levels: risika, uh, midicha, and then skita. Uh, and 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 he says, you know, if if you started on you know the earlier ones, you'd be allowed to do, but the last ones you wouldn't be allowed to do. And that is the the definition of that. All right. Um, now moving on to something which we'll deal with uh, much more in a, in in the later uh, parts of the Gemara. Uh, we talk about we'll just you know mention it here uh, and you know, just you know kind of throw it out as a as a, uh, a prelude uh, to something that we will deal with a lot more. Uh, Shemen uh, uh, shall bedadin. Uh, 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 Okay, Mukatelet shall bedadin. In terms of the oil of the olive presses, okay, and uh, it's like a, a, you know, the, the the oil that uh, drips out from you know under the beams uh, on Shabbat, and uh, we say that that is muksa, okay, and we also say the 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 mats of the olive oil, the mats of uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 you know the, these mats that you have uh, as well, they are also defined as muksa. Okay, uh, in terms of that, and it's mukta is something that we'll uh, uh, get to, as we said later on in the Masechet. Rav Amar Asar Shmuel Shari. Rav says they are asked to move, and Shmuel says they are allowed to do. Okay, and um, yeah, Shmuel's Shmuel's view uh, is that uh, we're going to see. Um, you know, um, you know, in in terms of, uh, w- w- you know, why he holds that they would be allowed to move, uh, and honey, um, uh, you know, but now, uh, in terms of uh, of these honey, karache de de right, and and now uh, these mats that are used to cover 
this uh, cargo on a ship. Rav Asu Shmuel Shari. Rav says they're Asu also. They, uh, you know, are uh, uh, they dirty and therefore Mukta uh, as well, that no one would want to move them. Shmuel says you are allowed to move them. Uh, third case, Amrav Nachman, Ais, Lechalva. What happens if you have a goat uh, and, and you, you milk the goat? Okay, Rachel, Legizata, uh, and, and, and a, a young uh, yeah, sheep uh, that was used for its wool. Vitanagolet, Lebeitzata, and, and a chicken which is used for producing eggs. Vitore, um, uh, you know, the tor and uh, a tor and ox, the deridata, deridia that you use for plying, uh, also in vitamre diska, uh, and uh, uh, you know the the you know all of these um, these dates, okay, uh, that you use for uh, selling, okay, not for eating. Rav uh, Aser, Rav says all of these things uh, are uh, are not allowed because you use them for business purposes. So all of these things are muksa, uh, and therefore you wouldn't be allowed to to move them on Shabbat. So Shmuel Amar Mutar, uh, Shmuel says no, you are allowed to uh, to do it. Uh, you're allowed to move them. Kumifli bepluta Rabbi Huda Rabbi Shimon. Okay, and all of these opinions uh, are following. Uh, the, 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 they take sides <coughs> between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon. Uh, as we saw, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon have a number of significant machlokets in, uh, in, in this Gemara. Um, we had the concept of, uh, um, uh, I think what, it wasn't Malechet Machshevet, that is also going to come up, uh, but we have the concept of uh, Davar. What do we have? Oh, I've forgotten. Uh, what we had, it was something that you didn't need, uh, that you did, uh, not uh, uh, that is what we had in the terms of uh, Rav Yehuda uh, and Rabbi Shimon. Uh, and here we see another idea uh, in terms of Mukta, where Rabbi Yehuda says he holds a much more strict view of Mukta. He more, much more things are uh, Mukta, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Uh, Rabbi Shimon is much more lenient uh, in terms of the laws of Mukta. Uh, as we said, there's just a, a pre cursor to something that we'll deal with uh, a lot of uh, uh, you know a lot much later uh, we'll just finish off before the Mishnah uh, and Bacharta degree uh, there was a you know there was a student who, uh, who ruled uh, in in this place called Harta de Gris Rabbi Shimon he ruled like Rabbi Shimon uh, the much more lenient view of Mukta Shamtei Rav Hamnuna Rav Hamnuna put him in excommunication uh, for such behaviour Vahai Rabbi Shimon Svirlan but but surely uh, we hold that Lacha goes like Rabbi Shimon we hold a more limited I mean a more expensive view of uh, of of what is Mukta and what isn't? Are we more lenient uh, when it comes to that? No, so, so why do we excommunicate him? No, Rata Rav Have he was in the neighbourhood or in the area of Rav uh, under the the halachic uh, authority of Rav, and therefore he disobeyed him. Love uh, He shouldn't have behaved that way. He should have uh, acceded to the you know Rav uh, who held authority, halachic authority in that way. All right, Vahani Trey Tamidi Echad Matil 
Vechad, in a mane, Vecham Metsibi Arba, Vechamesh, Mana. And there, there was a, a student uh, that, uh, that you know, a fire broke out. Uh, also, something later on in Amasechet, which we'll see, Vezrat uh, Hashem. Uh, one would use one vessel to take from, uh, you know, to, to, to rescue it, and other one would use wood four and five. Uh, and, uh, and that is the. Um, uh, you know the discussion later on is it better to do uh, more work one time i.e. carry uh, stuff out you're allowed to carry certain things out uh, if there's a fire uh, into an adjacent courtyard uh, the question is uh, should you use one thing and, and go backwards and forwards numerous times uh, one vessel or should you carry out uh, you know with more exertion uh, four or five things uh, just at one time but at least you're only doing it one time rather than running backwards and forwards backwards and forwards so uh, there is uh, there is that, uh, and we say kamifli bruta the the rava barachana ravuna rava bazavda ravuna, and the question is they're arguing with you know rava bazavda and ravuna. Not quite sure exactly why this was uh, uh, put in at this particular moment. It doesn't bear any uh, relation, seemingly, uh, to what we just had in terms of Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon. Uh, but that's uh, you know that's uh, uh, that's that's that, and we're not sure. We don't not like we rule anyone goes into uh, excommunication or anything. In any case, uh, we will uh, leave it there. Everyone should have a good day. Uh, we will pick up. Uh, tomorrow uh, and uh, tomorrow actually is uh, the the last uh, uh, daf uh, in uh, in the first chapter. Uh, we begin by Madlikin Hashem with chapter two, uh, and you know obviously the the Mishnayot at least uh, should be quite familiar uh, to all of us, uh, you know because of what we learn on an erev Shabbat always. So uh, Baruch Hashem, we have uh, almost got to that point. Everyone should have a great time.